This is David D. Shine. Welcome to Saving America. And this is our segment that we call Just the Facts. And we recently interviewed syndicated author Dennis Beaver about the problems with timeshares. And then we were put in touch with our next guest. Lisa Antrier is also known as the Timeshare Crusader. And she's been participating in the timeshare community since 1998. She began as, began as a timeshare salesperson and manager at a number of established Orlando area resorts, beautiful part of the country. She grew increasingly frustrated with the antiquated marketing and high pressure sales techniques that were, and sadly still are, the norm in that industry. She's the author of Surviving a Timeshare Presentation, Confessions from the Sales Table, and Timeshare Vacations for Dummies. Uh, she will also tell us about her new book. She provides content to numerous media outlets with a focus on consumer affairs. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much, David. A pleasure to be with you. And, and, and the same here. Uh, let's jump right in. With so many issues surrounding timeshares, why are they still around? Well, timeshares offer some people a great way to vacation. Um, the problem, as I see it, is with the way they're marketed and the way they're sold. And far too many consumers end up buying a timeshare without doing a modicum of research. Um, as you and your listeners know, um, these, uh, these timeshares are typically sold to the consumer while they're on vacation um, under the guise of the price is only good today or you can only buy it today, which is total nonsense. Um, but uh, people buy it because they sound too good to be true. And even with this information age, with so much information being available to consumers, people tend to fall for high pressure sales techniques, especially when they're promised something that may or may not actually come to fruition. Well, um, it, it, that's, it's fascinating and it is interesting for me because I do have um, a couple of friends who own timeshares and are very happy with them. I have a friend who, has, who loves to ski, snow ski, mm -hmm. and she bought a timeshare week and she and her family go and go snow skiing every winter. I think it's a fairly modestly priced operation. And I guess one of the issues, and I think this is something that you and Dennis Beaver probably talked about, is the continuing cost issue. And I'm assuming in her case that the, the ski resort hasn't jacked up the prices too much. True. Um, with any timeshare, there are ongoing maintenance and in some cases, real estate taxes. Um, the average price now of an annual maintenance fee in the United States is just around $1,000 a year, which again is not something to sneeze at. You've got to factor that into the cost of buying the timeshare. Um, if you bought the timeshare as your friend did many years ago at a relatively reasonable price, you may still be able to um, look at the timeshare as a way of saving money on your future vacations. Because in most cases, as you know, in the United States, your timeshare is deeded in perpetuity. Um, if it's not deeded, it still may be in perpetuity, 
which means you can use it, you can will it, you can sell it, which we'll talk about in a moment, I'm sure. Um, you can rent it if you're not using it. But yeah, the ongoing maintenance fees are one of the things that people oftentimes don't take into consideration when they're looking at the overall purchase price. Well, thank you so much about that. Now, uh, tell our audience about your special list of 19 key questions before buying a timeshare, plus nine additional ones if someone was considering a resale purchase. And we don't have time to go through all of them, but tell us a little bit about it and then tell people how they can get access to that. Certainly. Well, as you mentioned, I have written two books about timeshare and I also blog and tweet on a regular basis, but people's time, uh, people's time is limited. A lot of times people don't want to read an entire book. So what I did was try to distill 19 important questions that consumers absolutely must ask. Um, this list is in no way means or shape um, comprehensive, but they're 19 imperative questions. One of them, I'll tell you, touching on maintenance fees, um, many consumers do ask about the maintenance fee, meaning what are the maintenance fees this year? Well, the important follow-up question, there's actually two, is number one, what have the maintenance fees done in the last five years? What is the history? And moving forward, what is the cap, if any, that the resort can raise these maintenance fees? Um, a maintenance fee of $600 per se, let's say as an example, sounds really good. But if the resort can raise the maintenance fees at will with no cap, you might be in for a really rude awakening a few years down the road. So it's important to understand these past and future maintenance fees. Um, so as I said, there's 19 questions and I've also thrown in an additional nine questions for those people buying a timeshare on the legitimate secondary resale market. One of those questions, which I, I don't remember anyone ever asking is, a real simple one. Why are you selling the timeshare? <laughs> People don't often ask that. So those questions, I've made them available at a very modest cost of $8.99. That is not $899. That is $8.99. Um, People can email me at Lisa Schreier 617 at gmail. Dot com, and I'm sure you'll have that available on your website. We will certainly do that. Uh, tell our audience as we wrap up here today, tell our audience about your latest book. I'm working on my third book. It's actually my fourth book. In addition to the two that I wrote, I also co-authored a college level textbook. But I'm currently working on my next book, which is um, the, the tidbits. I tweet on a regular basis uh, something called today's timeshare PSA as kind of a heads up. And what I'm going to do is distill all those tweets under the headline of today's timeshare PSA to let people know, because most of that information is in fact evergreen. It's, uh, it's pertinent to people if they bought 10 years ago, if they're buying today, or if they'll buy two weeks down the road. So it's important for people, and it's a much more concise format 
that people can just turn to on a, on a daily basis just to find out the ins and outs about timeshare. Well, Lisa, it's it, you, you, you've provided such a wealth of information in a short period of time. Very much appreciated. Uh, tell people um, in our audience how they can get more information about you and the things you do. Sure. They can follow my blog if they just Google the Timeshare Crusader. I do blog on a regular basis. Um, if people are following me on Twitter, uh, my handle on Twitter is Lisa Looks at. And my email address again is Lisa Schreier. That's S C H R E I E R 617 at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Lisa. We appreciate your time today and uh, look forward to getting together with you again. Again, this is Dr. David Shine for Saving America. <laughs>